Hi, I'm Sophie, and I haven't seen a lot of films. Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. So, we're finally getting back to watching some Tarantino films. We've covered three in our lifespan of this podcast. Don't ask me which ones they are because I'm not good with directors. And right, we've covered Reservoir Dogs was one of the first ones we ever did of the like the proper Mr. Pink. Yes, yeah, right. Pulp. Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yep. Jackie Brown. And Jackie Brown. Yeah. I mean, give me one. I can kind of then tie them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But don't ask me. What he'd, what if you give me a film then I'm like oh okay I realize yeah, yeah, remember yeah. you saying yeah, they yeah, link yeah. together sure but okay otherwise I don't have a no. clue understandable yeah so I was debating whether to do these separate but I think with a bit of time we've got to do it before like, the wedding it gets really busy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it best to do it on a, a quiet weekend <laughs> or quite week whatever whenever we get to watch them break them up. It is Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2, or as it's called as like a double feature, The Whole Bloody Affair. It's about a woman, I know that, and she wears like a yellow trouser pantsuit. That's one element of the film, yeah. she's got a knife. Yeah, so you know of that, you've probably seen a poster of the holding the katana Mm -hmm. sword, yeah. And I think she was on Strictly, there was somebody did a Kill Bill. (laughs) I thought that's sometimes your reference to movies. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Movie week, and I'm like, what movie is that? I haven't seen it. Well, there you go. Next time they do it, I'll know. They might not do it again. No, they? they probably won't now. They have to keep on top of current things. When well, they're, 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 they'll soon run out of Kill Bill's the main not current, is it? No, no, but it's iconic. Yeah. Like you've just explained with the Jello Jumpsuit. So the film. Why ha- is there two volumes of it? Because there was enough for stories to split it that way. Hmm. You, you, I mean, you think of like, like I think of like the Stranger Things episode when that was like That's two and amazing. a half amazing. Hours long, and you're not batting an eyelid to no, to that. No, wasn't. <laughs> but oh, it's this film. It's, it's why is it split? He's picking on me, viewers. He's picking on me. Which one? Not the viewers, then, isn't it? Listeners, he's being an ass. <laughs> so, the the basic principle storyline. I won't read. Both, I'll just go with the one because it's kind of like a continuation anyway. It says a pregnant assassin. Pregnant? Y- yes. Like, as in she's. She's not pregnant the whole time. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'll say. <sighs> Codenamed the bride goes into a coma for four years after her ex boss, Bill, brutally attacks her. It's awful. When she wakes up, she sets out to seek revenge on him and his associates. So she's probably not pregnant when she goes to go and assassinate him. No. So that's not right then, is it, the way it says that? No, it makes it sound like she's got a bump and she's wearing the yellow leotard thing, going out assassinating someone called Bill. That's just the setup of 
the beginning of the film and then it leaked. It well, technically, she wasn't an assassin until somebody did whatever to her, clearly. Well, do you don't think she was a trained assassin beforehand? No. Maybe. I don't know. Now you're making me doubt myself. <laughs> this is one you've seen, so probably yeah, it is. The so the first one, anyway, is probably the st- stronger element, I'll say. Uh, and also it's got that, it's got a, like a stronger Japanese element to it. So you probably appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, I'm not looking forward to the fact that there's two because just like, for example, Back to the Future, one yeah. and two were good. Then you made me watch three. And yeah. I was like, why the hell am I watching this now? So yeah. I just hope that's not the case yeah, with no, two. Yeah, I, no, I don't think you'll you'll find that as really not strongly. It's its own story. I think that's another reason why it's split that way. It's not like a, the exact same tone in in a way of, of a way it mm. tackles the the storyline really we will see then i'm not sure how i feel yeah i think you'll probably enjoy him you say yeah. that but yeah a strong, you say, a strong yeah. female lead anyway i like yeah. a strong female lead yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so we'll be back with sophie's thoughts very soon as your leader I encourage you from time to time, and always in a respectful manner, to question my logic. If you're unconvinced a particular plan of action I've decided is the wisest, tell me so. But allow me to convince you, and I promise you right here and now, no subject will ever be taboo. Except, of course, the subject that was just under discussion. The price you pay for bringing up either my Chinese or American heritage as a negative is, I collect your fucking head. And we are back. And revenge is a dish best served cold. (laughs) Going to the film's opening proverb. Does that mean because they're dead? I would say so. It's Klingon. Which is a Star Trek reference, but got over my head. <laughs> Sorry, Gwen. I know you're Paul's friend, but I don't have any desire or will in my body to want to watch that. The series, no. Any of it. I just, I've watched Star Wars. Sorry, people. <laughs> Done that. I don't need another space sci-fi shit thing. Okay, that's that. Then. That done. Right. right. Kill Bill. Kill Bill Volume One. That's what the start off with. So we start off with it opening up in black and white, and so if you're going, is this a black and white film? I'm like, I'm sure she was iconically known for this yellow jumpsuit jumpsuit yeah. thing. Um so I was like, eh. And also, I don't know where I thought it was going initially. I heard this heavy breathing, panting, thinking, we're literally starting off with the sex scene already, like seriously. Like, that was just, like, making me a bit disgruntled because it's like, I don't even know the characters before we get Mm. that intimate, you know. But luckily for me, it wasn't the case. But unlucky for (laughs) the bride at this point. Oh, my God. Like, I sympathised so much. Are are we actually calling her by her name? Like, are we going to go bleep? (laughs) Like... yeah, you know, we, we, her actual name becomes like obviously when the, the the film deems it worthy of her to her name be known, which is Beatrix Kiddo. 
That last name is like, yeah. just like, no, nobody's no, called that. No. I'm sorry. No. Oh, go on, carry on, as you were. So, bless her, it's, well, you assume in volume one it is her wedding day and that she has been pff, abused, basically. Like, she's walked down the aisle and not got married, which is meant to be one of the happiest days of your life. You're not wondering that somebody's going to go, I object, I'm going to shoot the whole entire wedding party. Like, I hope that doesn't happen on our wedding day. I hope not. Well, we've waited long enough. Like, I'd rather them just shoot me already. I'm not a part of an assassin gang or anything, or I hope, would hope to think that you're not. <laughs> that maybe, <laughs> you know, some kind of. I have a deep, mob. deep background. You just <laughs> you don't know it. Okay, right. So now we should be worried. You should. No. You should. That somebody's going to come up from your past and say, like, you can't, you can't marry this guy. Yeah. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. It looks like... <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> but to be fair, I could relate because... Go on. Oh, no way, I can't say that bit. Oh, I'm going to get I'm gonna get told off by you, so I won't say it. Okay. Because I know you're going to be like, no, Sophie, that's volume two. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, stop yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I, I can see common themes in volume two that make me think... Of the bride to be, yes, which we kind sure. of in that section get a little bit more yeah. about Beatrice and her background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas so, this is this is this opening bit, you're like thrown into it from the get go. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? She's on the floor. She's battered and bruised. You hear this voice, like describing, like, yeah, she's he's going a little bit like at my most. What was the word? What's the word in? Uh, I can't remember what the word was now. At his like most pissed off, basically. However he, however he worded it, but before she says, Bill, it's your baby, and then bang, gunshot. Yeah. Goes to black. I'm thinking, Jesus, this is the film barely started and, like, it's all kicking off. Yeah, pretty much. And you don't really get to see who Bill is, like, throughout all of the film. The, the first, yeah. You don't get to see it. You get, like, a foot, a hand, a side angle, never the face. Mm-hmm. You just get this deep, husky voice. Yeah, David Carradine is the guy who plays it. And he... I couldn't imagine anybody else doing it, actually. Being, if you said to recast him, I don't know how you'd struggle to find that. Because of the way he, he just emphasises things and the way he speaks and just how he is, yeah, spot on. I think Beatrice is really good as well. Like, for her role in... The sassy lady that she portrays yeah. within this, I think she's outstanding, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes you feel empowered. Yeah. I do love though within this film, there's so much potential of what they've done with it, like the camera trickery, the fact that we go from black and white, and then we turn up into this house, and all color, all color, really vibrant purple kind of hues, and really cleverly done. And you're like, well, wait a minute. She's just been shot. How is she alive? And you don't get that kind of jigsaw. It's like it's all all been... It's like getting a puzzle, literally flinging it on the floor and all the bits are everywhere. And that's what this film is. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like what was in Pulp Fiction where it was kind of just taking sequences taken out out of order and it's kind of like, rather than keeping it all linear, it's kind of like, okay, where's this going to go next? I think that's as another play on that with the Pulp Fiction. Obviously, that was more... That was interlinked 
in, in, in ways, but this is also as well, but it's kind of a bit more, right, this is the, the chapter of mm. such and such, but it's keep, still keeping you on your toes in a way that's kind of like, right, okay, what's going, where's this going to go next? Rather than, right, right, I've got the tick list of who I'm going to kill. It's yeah. going to be that person next. It's it's either explaining situation backstory or it's, right, this is the next person I'm going to kill. And that's... And I think it's, not meaning this in a bad way, I think it's easier to follow than Pulp Fiction is. Mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction is a little bit like, poof, completely, like, you're like, you don't know where you're going to be in the next bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas this kind of all makes sense and it ties up. I don't know if it's because I'm getting better at films and watching them mm-hmm. that I kind of valued and was able to watch it as well with these hidden little gems. Like, there's a scene where we go in to fighting his first person on his list. Um, I'm rubbish for names, so I'm hoping. Yeah, um, her I think her proper name was Vanita Green, but in her new family life, she's called Jeannie Bell, or AK Copperhead, which is a like snake name for the right. group. But but she had a lovely purple house. Obviously, they had a fight scene, which was epic in there. But then a daughter came home, and it was like. Oh, being all nicey, nicey, yeah, yeah. hiding the almost, knives behind almost, his back. Almost, almost like a cartoon, isn't it? It's like yeah. with like Tom and Jerry or something. You're smashing up the house, and then suddenly the the, the lady comes back over. <laughs> like, oh, We've not done anything. Yeah, but there was a shot once, like that kind of said to the little girl, "Go in your bedroom, don't come out until mummy says so." Mm-hmm. And they're in the kitchen and they're talking, and the angle is literally from above. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Walking along, and you yeah. kind of see like even the set so to speak, because yeah, obviously almost... no one could see inside a living room like that yeah. because you would have a roof or... But Bird's eye view. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just really clever. It's like, okay, but it doesn't look like it's not a house, if that makes sense, but it looks like your perspective is like you're peering inwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple as that. It's not really that hard to do, but it's just you don't see that that often. No, it keeps, keeps it all fresh and engaging with what's what's going on with the situation. Now, one of the things that I, when I first saw the film and we obviously mentioned before about the bleeping mm-hmm. when the name was spoken when I first watched it I think it was probably in uni and it was on DVD and I think it was like a like a you know, second hand copy whatever so I thought is there something wrong with the disc <laughs> because I didn't understand why the, why is the bleeping it's like I thought it was is it some, coming from someone else's room or something or mm. like it was some siren alarm going off or something I don't understand like, it sounded like a bleep noise but it's very na- loud yeah or semi-obnoxious, but it's kind of like what? What the hell? So I didn't, I didn't really understand what was going on there. I did say to you though, didn't I? I was like, why is it bleeping a name out? Like, are we not allowed to know it? And you literally said no, until not, not yeah, yeah. Her character's developed. Yeah. But then you said if you listen to it. Well, you did. You did actually pick out. Yeah, I think you lip read, I presume. Or you no, it sounded like it. Beatrice. Yeah. Yeah. When I told you. Yeah. When you told me, I was yeah. like. Okay, yeah. you said it kind of sounds like it once yeah. you've heard it. Yeah, it's kind of, it didn't, when we were watching on the disc, it wasn't as not prominent, it like, didn't seem as, as loud. I don't know, maybe it's again because I've seen it. You were aware of it. Yeah. To me, it sounded loud. It was like, well, what's happening? Yeah. And also, when she she comes into the knocking at the door of um, Gold Genie, and there's that, that, again, siren noise when it's, you know, like the like dramatic, like I'm coming to kill you, yeah, kind music. of noise. And yeah, that's, and that, that happens almost like every time that 
she encounters. Yeah. Or she kind of remembers, right, that person did this to me. or Triggers it's something like off in it's, her. Yeah, it's like an alarm like in, ringing in your head. Yeah, really good and effective. Um, she soon quickly ends up getting offed, really. I like the fact when um, she's making her, her daughter's cereal, um, Jeannie, it's called Kaboom. And then mm. sort of shortly after she fires a gun. I didn't see that. That's good. Then she gets knifed. Well, yeah. And then she shouldn't really do that. Well, you know, she's the kind of planning on having a fight mm. elsewhere yeah, where her I daughter think, wasn't. Yeah, but I think it's 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 one of those things that you just stand off the situations like you're right, gonna like almost sucker punch you. Yeah. Like, catch you off guard to do because you know if you plan something like that, it's. You know, you might wuss out or not happen later on or whatever. So it's like, get when they at least suspect it, but it doesn't work and she ends up getting killed. And then her daughter kind of like comes in, like, surprisingly, it's not like, oh my god, mum's dead or anything. I'd be crying, I'd be in fits of tears. Like, yeah. if that was me, she was just like more shell shocked. Well, not even that, she was kind of like just like staring blankly almost. Like, but I did like what Beatrice says. She's like, if you're feeling still upset about this when you're older. Come see me, and I'll understand. Which, in its own right, would make like thinking, oh, uh, would would that be good enough to make like a sequel where she's coming out and she's a little bit older then? Kill, Be- Kill Beatrice, yeah, yeah, spin off, yeah. I still think, to be fair, Beatrice would be, and obviously then she, later on, she'll have other people on her side as well. She also has a car called the Pussy Wagon, and then this at the. And at this point, we don't know why. Yeah. And I'm like, why the hell would any woman have that as a vehicle? I'm like, really vibrant as well. It's horrific. Mm-hmm. But it obviously goes into that when it explains, like, six months earlier, that after the clean-up with the, the massacre that happened at the church, that she's been basically in a coma for four years. No baby. Really. Yeah. So she, obviously, that that must be so hard anyways waking up four years you've lost of your life you don't know where you are what's happened who's around who's not around you don't know if you've got a child or or not mm. just the thought of it like your life stopping for four years but you still age you still yeah. and we complain when you know we've lost a year because of covid yeah yeah true 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 yeah. four years is a lot longer and and when you don't actually know that what you've been, you know, what's been going on those past four years. Yeah, in the world or yeah. anything. Think, think of all the TV you could have missed, all the net, all Netflix shows. <laughs> <laughs> of all things to worry about. <laughs> but before, obviously, before that kind of happens, we get the um, the other one of the other um, members of the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad, L Driver, who's the one with the eye patch, and she's does she's, the whistle. That sounds something sinister about it. Yeah. And obviously Paul whistled because I can't. She's about to administrate a drug, though, into uh, Beatrice. But and she's just before, literally just before Bill gives her a call and says, oh, we, there's no, basically, there's, there's no honour in killing her while she's sleeping, you know, like a yeah. dirty rat trying to kind of just sneak in and just go through again. It's more like the traditional... Japanese way to, you know, if no honour in doing something like that. You have to face the enemy head on. Yeah. And in combat or... Which is fine and it's fair. 
But I think, to be fair, it, there's no honour in what they did at the beginning when they shot her on her wedding day. Not really. So, you know, if we're speaking of honour, then really you wouldn't do that. Not in a church. There's more, well, more gunplay. It's not in terms of like the samurai way, I suppose, at that point. But I get what you're saying. It's <laughs> it's not right. But that's, that's kind of his undoing, really, because you know, it could have taken the easy way out and then obviously then the film would have ended and he'd oh, be alive. But yeah, we won't have a he's, film. He's... A lot of people would be alive yeah. if yeah. they did do that, to be fair. Yeah, everybody would. Yeah. So then, yes, she eventually manages to get out to the pussy wagon, but she, oh. ca- she kind of realises from um, through some people that she's, her body's been used for... Um, it's awful. It's like basically thing. rape. Yeah. yeah. I know like... obviously she's not... I don't even know. She's not conscious, which I think is disgusting. Itself, yeah. I, rape is not a right, the right thing anyways. It's gross and it's not a morally right thing to do. No. But what I don't understand is how you can do that with somebody who's not giving you anything back. It's all one way. I know, yeah. It's, it's like it's, literally it's just, might as well just, just be... in a bed, yeah. Doing something with a dead body, basically. That's what it is like. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the body's, if it's in a coma, it's still warm. I'm sure, obviously, the pulse has been high. It's not like yeah, a, just yeah. a, a dead thing. That's that's obviously even worse. I don't know, actually. At least the dead. It's, that's necrophilia, so. But, Lisa, like, how did she not get pregnant? Like, unless it... it well, he said, what's it, book says you know, that their organs don't, aren't functioning or something. So ah, like okay. A, so, but still doesn't justify it. Because, I don't know, they eggs producing... Out of it, like, yeah, so they're not... So it's, they're not producing it's not, the eggs. Yeah, to do that, if you're in that state, I guess. Cause it's like in a shutdown phase. Right. In like a, or standby mode, should I say. <laughs> yeah. I just, but, yeah, yeah. It's still not, it it's was, not great. And it is a bit like, oh my God, like how many, like I think how many people, including I, that... Nurse is just like, oh, yeah, I'll just pop me. Yeah. In. Yeah. And just still violated, and it was just awful for her to think that way that somebody's done that to her body. Yeah. Can't even imagine that what person would even do that, really. So, like, the thought of it, like, you think when you're in hospital of all places that you would be, be safe, yeah. Looked after. That's the number one place where you should be looked after. Mm-hmm. But he gets his comeuppance. You know, she is awake, one guy gets his lip, like, well, tongue ripped out, yeah. and he's bleeding everywhere, which felt a little bit like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one gets a door... Bashed into his head. Bashed yeah. into his head. And at this point, to be fair, her limbs aren't functioning. Just, you know, like, her legs, she can't walk, she's crawling, because she's just woken up for four years. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to do that, but I suppose a nitpick is kind of like... She gets a wheelchair from somewhere, but how does she get out to the car park without anybody like seeing her? Is that is it that much of a graveyard shift that the the doctors mm. are all busy to? Well, it must be because to allow that to happen on like a night, yeah. I can imagine. But also, my question is: how, normally in the car park, yeah, you would either have stairs or elevators. I'm guessing or a lift. So I'm guessing she's gone in a lift somewhere. Elevator, yeah, yeah. Must have, to get yeah. to whatever floor, again, but like, how does she know where the car is? Like, such a fluke that like, it's just there, but yeah, it's a film. Oh, yeah, the car yeah, must be one level of the <laughs> car park. You mean no hospitals? That's not true. Mm, yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
So this slight gripe there, perhaps, but anyway, right. yeah. It's minor. So the Deadly Viper Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have one main lady within this, I think, and I'm going to say her name wrong, probably. Are you talking about Orenishi? Orenishi, yes. Yeah. yeah. I love this part of the film because it just... You're watching normal people, it's it's in colour now, black and white's not appeared yet again. And then it just turns into an anime, and I'm like, what am I watching? Like, I'm really confused now. I was just watching a film, like, with people, live action, and now I'm in an anime. And I'm loving it, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's but like... it's a long section. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, I think it's one of the reasons why the film had to be split in two, because... If that would probably like one of the things where it would have to be removed, that entire mm. thing to explain that it would probably be like a like a sentence that she'd like in a dialogue, whatever. So to keep preserve that part of the film, which I think is is a good way of explaining the backstory, particularly you know obviously the the origin of the character and everything, to do it in that anime style is spot on and deserved to be shown. So it's like okay, well we'll split the film into sections so mm. that you're allowed to have that one time because obviously the whole thing it would be far too long for a regular audience to see yeah because like four hours like in total uh this is one hour 50 i believe and the other ones was two hours 15 so yeah probably verging on three and a bit hours yeah yeah which is probably for a normal film these days like the batman or something <laughs> like that but it is amazing and the actual Japanese element of this yeah. film, the anime part, like, it's quite gory. It's very, probably, I don't know, it's probably the, probably the goriest anime sequence you've ever seen. But you also it's... feel that emotion within it yeah. of her, and you kind of see her as a young self, which makes it innocent. Yeah. And it kind of works when then you see her grown up as well in acting as, like, the actress is in... Yeah, Lucy Liu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just so clever. And I don't think lots of films do that, where it kind of, the style changes dramatically. And I think throughout this, you don't it keeps you on your toes. You're not watching the same film. Like, one minute we're in black and white, the next it's really vibrant. Then we're going to anime, and then it's like, oh, we'll spice it up and go into black and white again. And it's just this whole kind of artistic piece that somebody's kind of spilling paint everywhere, but it works really well. You know, like, it's not like that niche where it's like, oh, it has to be this film and it has to be this colour and this lighting all the way through. Yeah. It's like, no, fuck that. We're just going to do whatever we want. Exactly, yeah. It's it is, it's such a creative way of going about it to, to have that element to explain that part of the story. And you welcome it. Mm-hmm. And it's an, in a fantastic way of dealing with it. Because, like I say, it just summed up in, like, a very short bit then okay right okay next and explain and it gives you the background for Oren niche just call, oh, just call it Oren uh, Oren. Oh, Oren Oren okay great <laughs> um so obviously her parents die when she's I think is it nine years old yeah yes and then revenge kind of kicks in and she wants to kill the person who's done this to her parents Luckily for her, they say on the film, like, he's a paedophile, so that's great. So she kind of lures him in <laughs> yeah, and stabs him, basically, while he thinks he's getting lucky by yeah. an 11-year-old, which is gruesome to think of the thought of 11-year-olds even thinking 
of those things. Like, I'd like to think if we had a child at 11, they wouldn't be thinking of A, sleeping with somebody, B, never mind stabbing them in the heart. But it's, that was, that's all down to revenge. I don't think she yeah. was actually... That, oh, it, no. It actually happened. It was just a... Just a Alert. About to, yeah, and then it's like, right, got you. Yeah, but still, like, the thought of that yeah. at 11 years yeah, old yeah, is... Yeah. Like, again, obviously got the animatropes of, like, close in on the eye, and it's kind of, like, really focusing, like, a taking aim shake camera and then it's like slow motion thing and just yeah everything about it is, is fantastic it's, it's it's so well done really enjoyed that part of the se- sequence I I kind of do prefer volume one mm, so do I it's definitely the stronger part so they start off strong and I think they did right with how they, the the last part was more focusing on Oren her story so not obviously she was the first on the list for whatever reason but we went to knock off um, Jeannie at the beginning for the first mm. one as the first scene. It's sort of like a little taster, really. Yeah. For, for like everything. a minor yeah. kind of like, oh, okay. This is where we're going with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Beatrice then goes to Japan, which we are really biased. Oh, yeah. Before that, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get the, obviously, the foot cam. Well, cam? Camera. You know, it's a. Tarantino is his foot fetish. Oh, yes. Wiggle your big toe. Wiggle your toes. Wiggle your big toe. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, that's before she can even drive the car. Yeah. It took her a good while to do so, which I don't, I don't, which I understand because obviously, been in the coma for that long, you've got like no sensation probably. You've not moved for four years or walked or anything like that. It's going to be like literally feeling like a toddler. But yes, we she flies to Japan. We haven't been to Okinawa. No. Sadly. Yet. Yet. <laughs> you never know. It's his own little island. And she's here to find, I think it's Hatani Hanzo for the needing some steel, i.e. a katana sword of such superior quality that's, you know, to do the job of killing Bill. And anybody who stands in the way, basically. She wants to do it right. Yeah, it's the best in the business. And also, to be fair, she wants to make sure he's dead. Not like Bill, half-assed, kind of killing her. Mm-hmm. I did have a question, though. Mm. So when she's got the sword, and we have this quite nice scene in, in Japan of kind of this sword maker who's got a blood oath. Yeah, she said he'd never swore to never make one ever again, type of thing, not for... You know, for killing basically, but because of who it's for, he's like, Oh, I see, right? Then, yes, I understand why you want <laughs> yeah, to kill him. Yeah, I'll I, help I, you. I get you, I get you, bro. Yeah, but how do you get a sword through customs? Like, she was sat on the plane with this sword by her side. I'm like, No, no way is that gonna work. I'm sorry, not, not any aircraft will go, Yeah, of course, come on, on, bring your samurai sword and just leave it there and then. Yeah, in the Kill seat. everybody, yeah. Like, no, it's a weapon. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit peculiar. Because, I mean, if I had wanted to take bring a katana back from Japan, I don't think they'd probably definitely be questioning why have you got that in your luggage bag, sir? Yeah. <laughs> but I assume people must be able to, if they wanted to buy one, but they just have to put it in the... And just declare it. it, declare and... it in, in, and go in the luggage yeah. department. But, yeah. Certainly yeah, not in your seat. Not, not in like, your seat. Yeah. I know it's a, a fabled weapon of sorts, but it doesn't, you know, excuse the fact that it's still a weapon. 
Exactly. Yeah. I think this part as well, really, it's all about Oren and the Avengers. I don't really know what Oren's done wrong, but she seems to be the one on her to-do list and the one that she wants to kill the first. And I think she's the hardest one, to be fair, even in volume two for mm. Beatrice to kill. It's like, it feels like a Tekken game, like until you get to the boss. Yeah, it's very much like you've got to fight the cronies, basically, yeah. to get to. You've got the um, crazy 88, which is like the, the big Yakuza clan that uh, trained assassins to help her out. And then you've got like uh, one of her other main lackeys, which is a girl called Gogo. It's like a school girl with this like swinging mace she's thing. she's scary right. yeah definitely yeah like, she can do some damage like for sure to say she's only young yeah but it just feel like you know the, is it the devil boss in tekken that's what it feels like uh, like you... is it jin kasama or whatever it's called yeah yeah, yeah. it feels like so you have like to fight it, all yeah. the cronies to get to get to her yeah or him should i say yeah so we get to a point of where it is just this epic kind of battle that we end up having so Oren is quite clever and knew that Beatrice or somebody was out to get her when she was eating in the restaurant and kind of fine dining Mm -hmm. and she could sense someone was there she's got obviously her lawyer as well like she called Sophie yes she was the interpreter as well yeah yeah who's like one of the best best friends really gone to the bathroom and that's when it all went down Mm -hmm. before that also when the there's the she before they even get to that restaurant place, and they've got that when the music kicks in with the it's called battle without honor or humanity, and it's the, the famous do 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 corridor walking <laughs> sequence, which you, you might you probably hear, even heard that of bit, course bit with with in other films I think it's been like Mitchell's version Machines has been like where it's like the slow walking yeah. away pan from the camera and it's but like I've never known what it's been related yeah, yeah. to but, like or mimicking but I'm pretty sure that is what it's most famous for from for the, from this film this, that sequence of like walking towards the camera in a dramatic slow epic way and it's fantastic yeah I just thought I'd bring that up but now we get to the we fight and now we fight and it is an action-packed good chunk of a fight scene isn't it and to be fair i'm not gonna lie this isn't something i normally would enjoy i I was i was a bit worried when we were watching thinking oh she's gonna something's gonna be like so this is boring now like just get to the but i think i didn't get that way because it was cleverly shot it wasn't just like oh this is a fight scene we'll just pan constantly yeah, panning there was lots of c- clever camera trickery within it there was a way that she jumped up the stairs at one point and i'm like how the hell has she done that mm-hmm. like there were so many clever tricks and because you were rooting for her at this point because she'd gone through so much you actually really wanted her to succeed especially when they sent out all those crazy whatever crazy, a- yeah, yeah, a- yeah and also like go go nearly had her yeah. With, the, with the mace thing and you're thinking, oh God, she's choked. She's going to die. And I think that's really clever within this. Like you do get some points where you think, shit, she's going to die. And even in volume two, you're like, she's gone. Yeah, no, well, this keeps interesting because you can't have the, the, the heroine or hero be like, oh, I'm just acing mm. this the whole way through and not getting a single but injury. Or films, you know, like even if it happens and they don't ace it all the way through, you know, like, ah, She's the hero, that she's not going to die. Sometimes with this, though, you actually think, 
oh my god, yeah. are they actually going to kill her? Because to be fair, at the beginning, she was nearly enough dying. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes yeah, you realise yeah. and think, well, actually, she could die at any second. Yeah, your life's are in, in danger, really, mm. at that point, yeah. There is one scene in this, though, that there's, like, a bit of comedy as well. There's, like, a little boy comes up and she's trying to fight him in the crazy eight. Yeah, scene. I think that was, that was one of those moments where the lighting changed as well, didn't it? Like, yeah. in the blue background, the silhouettes, almost, like, in the dark. Lights, the lights go out purposely, almost, like, a right, scene transition or a scene change. Yeah. yeah. Stage change. And they were in black and white yeah. at one point, which, for the, most of the fight scene, and then, obviously, like you're saying, yeah. it changed into right. then... The silhouette, and then it changed into colour when she'd kind of got to this young boy again. Yeah. And then she whaps him on the ass like, Ch-ch-ch. don't was it? Don't. This is what you got. We're fucking with the Yakuza. Yeah. It's like go home and think about what you've done. Go me. home to your mum and dad. Yeah. And that's really funny. Like smacking, smacking his him ass. on the bum. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is yeah. actually humour as well within yeah, yeah. it. But it's, I mean, it's in a sick and twisted way. It's almost kind of funny when she's, you know, I can't remember exactly when it happened, but obviously like. After, in the aftermath, everything's going on. He's looking down on the floor and all the bodies are there going like, oh, like, oh, and in pain. And oh, some people just kind of crawling away and trying to, like, grab the limbs or whatever. I think that's the point when she says, um, oh, anybody who's still left alive, leave your limbs, they belong to me and everything. Yeah. And it's like, Sophie, you stay where you are. <laughs> yeah, After don't you, you move, you're your mine. Your arm's chopped off, but you stay in there. I'll come back for you in a minute once I find her own. <laughs> Why didn't she go? Like, I would have done if, like, in the big battle, I'd have yeah. sodded off. I, I know, but I think it's like, I'll still hunt you down anyway, so it's, you know. There's no point. Sense. Yeah. Um, and then once we do get outside to the to have the final showdown in this, like, snowy zen garden. Oh, it's beautiful, mm. isn't it? It's, like, so tranquil. It's all white, and it's, like, I didn't even know it was stone when they got in the building, to be fair. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have realised. Yeah. And it's cleverly done where the artistic side of it looks like a proper samurai sword fight Mm -hmm. it's really kind of taking a nod in that direction also there's this log water thing which i want oh like a bamboo waterfall thing yeah Yeah, and it's kind of like it pours the water in your mouth i'm surprised it's not frozen though to be fair if it was snowing it must have literally just been occurring but i think it's it's almost like again like an entirely separate world that she stepped into like the next stage yeah almost and it's like that so it's kind of has that let's say video game vibe mm. to it in a sense like surreal but it works in the in the way because i think i want to say that part of this i'm, I'm pretty sure some some of it has taken elements from this other japanese film called lady snowblood which is again i think another vengeance story of a lady from Japan, who's you know, had to seek vengeance against whoever, whomever, mm. and so I think that's that's probably an element to us in this part of the, the film. So, so I haven't seen it myself, but it's something I'm definitely intrigued to to check out. <laughs> of course, you are. Mm-hmm. It's Japanese. Now, this scene it does go on a little bit too long, but it's artistic and it's majestic. But then the way that she dies is a little bit like, wow, okay. That was a bit gorier than I anticipated. Right. Which is strange because we've just had a lot of gore in mm-hmm. like literally blood splattering and everything. But with this, it's not so much as a bit more stabbing and not really kind of a lot of not gore. It's kind of quick to mm. do that and it's like move on to the next thing, not dwelling on too much. But 
because the film's like it's showing a, a head top of a head sliced up and seeing the brain and everything. Yeah. We're like, oh geez. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, that's a bit full on. But yet, still not like Uber. It doesn't like blood was gushing out of her head or anything silly. Like some of the instances, obviously, like in the anime sequence, that that's very over the top. Like, yeah, it's a fountain of blood <laughs> going on. But um, that what there's one instance where like a flashback of the when the girl Gogo was in like a bar or something. This guy was trying to screw her. Or hitting on or whatever, and then she like <laughs> cuts basically up, goes nuts or whatever, and it's like his entire intestines pour out and everything. They're thinking, jeez. <laughs> Paul's yeah, feeling a bit sensitive yeah. down there now. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Well, he kind of got what he deserved. Yeah, no, he shouldn't have been pretty... thinking with it, should he? Yeah. I'll do it with somebody your own age. <laughs> we do know that her daughter's still alive, though. I wrote that down, like yeah. by the end of this chapter. Yeah. Before we get into the second one, though, the only the s- s- very minor gripe with, with the first film, I don't know if if you noticed when um, there was the plane sequences when you know, obviously seeing the plane from the outside flying mm-hmm. along, did it look like they were like computer generated ones? They didn't look realistic planes, and they're kind of like f- floating in space <laughs> type of. Thing, you know, like it's just like, oh, that's just clearly just a backdrop. It's not real, not a real plane. I'm gonna that's really it. be honest with you. And who would pay that close attention? No, I was like, yeah, okay, I've seen it. That's like really not a valid shot for me yeah. to remember okay. that I it didn't I don't really know, impact so I picked me. Up and I'm thinking that doesn't look like like a normal plane going along. Probably wasn't. It too expensive to do that. Cut down Perhaps. and just just do. Yeah, just uh, slightly distracting, but it's nothing to take away too much. Really, <laughs> just. How taskmaster you are, aren't you? Want it all. So, we'll move on to volume two now. Yep. It's a good job we're not having a a wedding rehearsal. That's more an American thing, isn't it? Yeah, we're not doing that. So, I don't know if A, we're just winging it. It That seems really weird, doesn't it? As a, a concept, anyway. Yeah, and also she's wearing a dress in front of her husband-to-be, which yeah. is bad luck, or if you if you think of stuff like that as bad luck. Well, it's definitely bad luck but, in her case, yeah. Well, yeah, it is. And I'm a bit similar to her as Beatrice as a bride. Like, I'm not having nobody at my wedding hmm. that's on the bride side, but the bride's side is very minimal in comparison to the groom's side. I don't need... X amount of people to fill up my side just for the sake of it. I only want the people there that I truly care about. No, but as I see it, my friends are your friends. So. Yeah, they are. Yeah. We've been together near enough ten years now that they are mm-hmm. my friends as well. Mm-hmm. So they can sit wherever they like. Yep. So it doesn't matter. So it's like, oh, this is a bride side. If that's yeah. the case, I'd only be having four people. Because <laughs> technically, they knew you before they knew me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But. Beatrice is the same, obviously, so she doesn't have anyone, does she? She doesn't even have anyone to walk her down the aisle. No. So Bill turns up. Mm-hmm. He's questioning if she's happy with her choice, her decision. You know, is this what you really want? And you can kind of see that there is some form of chemistry and a connection there, and you don't really know if it is a father-daughter or if it's a bit more than that, like... Because he's quite older than her. Yeah, but I think he's... There's some intrigue from there as a 
just because he's an older person doesn't mean not interested in his, his ways. I think at the end, in fact, as you jump in at the thing, when it comes up as like his name and it says AKA the Snake Charmer. So he's, he's kind of like, he, he seems to have a lot of, um, even in the first one, he's kind of like, so my dear L or um, yeah. Sophie as well, as if like he's kind of like smooth talker to all of them, really, and he's, he's a got player. A, a player for all all the all the women. I don't see the appeal. Yeah. But anyway. So he acts to be the dad initially. In, in this scenario. Don't worry, my dad is my dad. You've seen him. Plenty of times, so he's not like this yeah. random person that's going to uh, kill us. Okay. Well, I, I hope not. But basically, she's gone from being a brilliant assassin, killing people, to now working in a record store. Yeah, I think it comes down later, more developed as to why she wants to change her lifestyle. Um, well, I might as well say it now, really. The fact that she's become pregnant and that's in... The moment of knowing that her life has completely changed. Her life is over, essentially, as being an assassin. She can't live this life anymore. She's got someone she's other than herself to care about. So she's got to, to be thinking of a better life yeah. for her and the child. Even though, to be fair, she'd have more money, but obviously they'd be flitting around here, there, and she wouldn't be really kind of yeah. present and not have a stability. And yeah. Bill... She didn't really want him being looking after her or being the father, really, I think, was the other part. Yeah, so this other guy's settling down with. And yeah, it seems to be like, oh, a happy night, happy life to be working at a record store and listening to music. And All day. Something to, you'd like, I think. Something my dad would like to do if he could have a record store and be able to do that. It'd be could just sell his own. Karen would love yeah. that. <laughs> That's never going to happen. To make his own record store. No, the problem would be he'd not even get any money from it. Because yeah, he'd, he'd just be buying be... the new stuff in. Yeah. yeah. New Bob Dylan album coming out or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just yeah. order that myself. <laughs> yeah, it'd just be like me if I had like a Blu-ray store or 4K seller shop. I was like, oh, the new whatever's coming in. Yeah, I'll be getting that. Oh, yeah, that's discounted because I bulk buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have enough space. <laughs> yeah, so... From this, she's like, oh, are you sure this is what you want? And she's like, yeah, absolutely sure. And then it's like, almost like, a, well, okay, well, you've made your bed. You're going to lie in it. It, this with this situation and brings, come on, guys, bring your guns in and shoot up. And, yeah. Which I'm surprised he does because he's really close to her. So it's like he really likes Beatrice, so how can he do that to her? And as the story develops, you even really question... Like, is he a bit psychotic because he actually really loved this person? Mm. So it's like, I, I if I can't have her and I, I'm not going to be happy with her, then I don't want her on yeah, this planet. Yeah, so if I can't have you, no one can, essentially. Yeah, that kind of old saying. Yeah. So obviously the four people come in. So we have Oren. We've obviously got the copper head, yeah. head which have now been axed off. Yeah. And we've got the other two, which is Bud or Buddy. Is it it's Bud? Bud, Bud, yeah. Who's um, the brother of Bill. And then the eye patch girl. Yeah, L. Yeah. L, which is easy for one to remember, Sophie, yeah. and you call her eye patch girl. <laughs> eye patch lady. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. <laughs> Come yeah. on, I got three out of four. That ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. you got her run, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, since, you know, we've just been talking about her for, like, <laughs> half an hour. One more, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, I understand the um, frustration with this with um, L particularly, this and the fact that Bud kind of gets the upper hand on Beatrice. Like she comes finds him at this trailer park. Oh, <laughs> yeah. At this sorry at this trailer, he's in the middle of the desert essentially, mm-hmm. and he's just waiting for a, in his chair with a shotgun with yeah. some um, rock salt to fire at her. And like knocks her back, and it's like, oh right, we're gonna bury you now, bury you alive. And it's a bit like that's again almost like a cowardly way out of doing it. It's like I'm just there's no effort but there whatsoever. I think it is a horrible way to die, though. Oh yeah, to be buried. So they did say they wanted her to have a brutal death, and that would be quite slow. And slow, slow. Yeah, yeah, it would. It'd be slow. It would be not a nice way to die. So. I think, to be fair, it is a cowardly way out, but at the same time, it is a very... Yeah, it's a very easy one, isn't it? It's kind of just... I mean, what I mean by that is, again, like, there's no effort as such, really. He was just sat on his ass with a gun, went boom, just knocked her back, and it's right, you're injured now. You just carry you. Put her to sleep. Up. Yeah. And then... And that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then shoves her, digs yeah. a hole, and then shoves her in a... Yeah. But... It kind of gives you this whole vibe of then you forget she's in the coffin because it takes you to... Another flashback. Back. Of, yeah. Her train. Again, which is purposeful. It does this, obviously, like I said before, like how it explains certain scenarios of why this happened or that bit comes into play later on in the film. Oh, it is relevant yeah. to yeah. give you this information yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we have like a not-so-nice Mr Miyagi. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. He's called um, Pai Mei. He's Chinese. Yeah. He's... Co- he's and he has a marvellously long beard. <laughs> he keeps It reminded me of Mulan, and I don't know why. I don't know if it was a um, dragon, like Mushu, or... He didn't have a long beard. I think it wasn't... I'm sure one of the other characters did have yeah. a long beard. I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. Reminded me of Mulan straight away. And he was really quirky, but the character, he was... An ass, but he did it because he wanted people to better. He was always pushing people out of the boundaries. Yeah, much like a good mentor sensei would want to do, but be your best, really. Not as thoughtful as Mr Miyagi with your life lessons and such. Like, it's more brutal in that sense. But you do forget she's in the coffin, and you're like, when it flashes back to that, you're like, oh, it all makes sense. Because explaining how, you know, to punch through the wood with your fist go... I would never be able to do that. No. And the persistent of it, like, keep going, keep going, and your hands are bleeding, and you get, you wimp out just getting a little caught. You're like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a particularly good pain tolerance. No, you don't. You're like, literally like a fairy. Not meaning he's gay, by the way. I'm not insulting anyone. I mean, they're like, literally like a little tiny fairy, like, injured, and she'd, like, faint. What? Like, little fairy getting hurt. Why would a fairy faint just from... <gasps> you just hurt herself on a little tree paper cut. But you do, you get arsy when you get hurt as well. Everyone gets arsy when they get hurt. No, you are. You are. I think my pain threshold is a lot higher, which is great, because if when I'm giving birth, I will be better at it than if you were to give birth. But I think that's any man-to-woman ratio. Mm-hmm. Let's not lie about it. So she does the wood. Yes, yeah, pushing through to get 
the coffin thankfully it's, it's not very thick wood so I'm, I'm assuming that's why she was able to do it in quick succession as opposed to like a big thick block of mm. oak or something yeah. good job it, there was no expenses paid yeah, there wasn't there, there yeah. cheap plywood essentially yeah. probably for the coffin so yeah she ends up getting out there and um, as I say like Elle was kind of annoyed by the situation because obviously that was like her biggest like nemesis almost mm. a bit like Batman the Joker type of yeah it's like somebody thing. axing yeah. you off your worst like enemy that's your most worthy adversary and yeah. also it wasn't like she was happy with how Beatrice has got kind of killed off mm-hmm. she yeah. felt like he would wasn't like the worthy killer yeah of her yeah yeah like that's what I'm saying yeah where she was more like she's more with the swords and everything she's more tactful in that sense so she would have wanted to have it out in a proper way, even though initially she was willing to just just inject her with something to put her to sleep. Mm. But I think it's more like, oh, no, I actually want to fight it out properly yeah. with you, which she kind of gets with her. But unfortunately, oh no, sorry, before that even, she gets L tricks Bud with um, offering him money for this sword that he has in uh, Beatrice is in possession, but he gets an actual Black Mamba to off him, which Beatrice is known as Black Mamba when she was in the Deadly Viper gang. Yeah. So it's kind of like, a, yeah, well, she's got back at you now, like, yeah. in a sense, in this animalistic form. But Beatrice and Elle do have their standoff fight and a good use of that music there again. I think I, I probably haven't talked much about music other than, like, I mentioned about like the corridor thing and, and stuff, but these fantastic moments always stick in my mind, like this one in particular with that dramatic doo doo doo, like almost like a, again a horror element mm. to it, but dramatic styling and that's the, the really stands out as like a, a moment in the film where they kind of have the standoff and everything and she kind of takes her other eye out. That was that's, horrific. Yeah. I was like, what? I did wonder what had happened to her. First eye, why she yeah. was wearing an eye patch. Yeah, that was explained as well. And it was. It was Pi. Mate, took it out because she called him... A... I think she called him yeah, something... So the, so the old fool, that was it, yeah. And then she poisoned his fish, fish or something. Or, yeah. yeah. And then obviously Beatrice was devastated so, that her actual what? master had yeah. had died. And then that's when the eye was out. Yes, and then she stood on it as well. I was like, Bleh. okay, this is gross. I think that was the first time a level of gore was actually like, okay, this is a bit too much because you saw the eyes crushing yet again in yeah. the feet. Yeah. Like, well, yeah the in between feet. your toes and everything. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. Just taking the eye out would have been good enough. Not You didn't have to stand on it. And I know, but then it's not she, like she, she might could have... put it back in her eye. She can't see, can she? Yeah, it doesn't reattach itself no. with the... Oh, the eye's going to be able to still see on the floor. It's, it's not... Happen. Left. Yeah. Left, left, this way. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. It's not a cartoon, sadly. But so she kind of leaves her for dead, essentially, really. You, you kind of assume that Elle's just left to bleed it out, really, essentially, which is a kind of. He's in the middle of nowhere, so it's like it's going to be a bit tricky for her to get. Anyway, before that kind of happens, so I can. Maybe see a reasoning. It's kind of like that's that's a pretty brutal way to leave yeah. someone just leave them hanging <laughs> in the dark. I did think she might just go and stab her off, but yeah. no, actually she's left her kind of for dead, which is 
more cruel, really. Yeah. It's not ending her suffering, is it? Yeah. So then she's going for Bill. Big showdown of sorts. Not that much of a showdown, actually. It, it threw me off guard. I expected, like, this big fight off, like, with Oren, and it wasn't really that. No, but it had a more dramatic punch, really, because of that, didn't it? Because you're thinking... Obviously, Beatrice, at this point, didn't know Adora was alive. But then it had to be subdued a little bit because when um, she was like, oh, all intentions go, all guns blazing, going in. And then it's like, was it freeze, mammy? Went to the little girls. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, I didn't actually know that you were, you even existed, really. And it's and a bit of a shock to the system. And it's like, oh, she's wasted four years. And God knows how long it has been killing everybody else to get to Bill. I think it's must have been a quick succession for, for this two. But, like, yeah. all the time that she could have actually spent with yeah. her. Obviously, yeah. you can't help it when you're in a coma, but flying to Japan and doing all of that. But it's um, it's all part of the course, really, and it's more of a like, emotional impact for her to, to, to go. It was a smart choice, I think, because I don't... Again, it would probably be boring if it was, like, what would... You do like if say like a boss level of a game, it'd be like some again you probably have to fight even more people. Yeah. And then he'd be have a big, I don't know, machine or something where he's got like some thing. You have to do something really epic for like a last boss battle. But that's true, and I think this works really well. Also, the fact that the daughter has killed her fish. This is a bit sinister as well. I'm thinking, oh, what's Bill been teaching her yeah. while Beatrice has been away? But she loved her fish and she took it out of the tank and it was flapping. So yeah. she stood on it. Yeah. And in that moment she realised what she'd done, really. Life concept of life and death right at that moment. But I think age of four or five. Yeah. I don't know when you realised what death was, but you know, uh, not not that young. No. Well well mm, well in the saying that, I mean I didn't have a grand, good concept of it, but my grand grandparents on my mum's side. I don't remember them very clearly, but I know they. I knew of them, and then there was an instance where they were no longer around, and then we were we were, we were in Birmingham, and then not long after, I think it felt like we were over here where I am now in Bradford. So that that is, the, I guess, the clearest way I can think of the the, the thing of life and death, really. But obviously, I, they're just there one moment, and then they weren't. I think animals are normally the. But not, yeah, not indirectly. Yeah, yeah. I mine was quite probably traumatic. It was the first way I learned about the birds and the bees, which was the fact of these bunny rabbits. Yeah. Mine was snowy. And it was meant to be a girl and it wasn't, it was a boy. Mm-hmm. Why Why Sarah's has to be a girl? Like, mine has to be the boy one. I was absolutely devastated. But Sarah's bunny was a bitch. Bitchy bunny. Because yeah. she had babies. Yeah. And she sat on them and suffocated them. Was there too many? There was too many. Oh. And she killed the babies. And that's how I learned about okay. life and death. What, and you watched this happen? Or you just realised? No, well, no, basically, I went, the bunnies were alive and then we went to the hut. The bunnies weren't moving. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, you know, you're like, why aren't the bunnies yeah. moving? Yeah. And how old were you, sorry? Mm, probably nine. Okay. It's a bit more bearable. I think nine. I can't imagine you taking that well, to be honest. They say you take that very well. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> I don't know what I did. <laughs> I probably wasn't happy. But then I think I, I slagged Sarah off. But it was like, 
your bunny's evil. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Sarah got. Like, at least mine was a boy, but it didn't kill anybody. So it was like, you've got a horrible rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does help when you've got pets, I guess, to kind of so, teach you that. But the fact that she physically, she killed her fish. Like, that made me think, hmm, what's Bill been teaching her yeah. already for her to want to stomp on something and crush it? Well, she seems to like the samurai <laughs> films anyway, because um, once Beatrice tucks her in the bed and she's like, oh, do you, you want to watch a movie with me for sleepy time? <laughs> and it's like um, this film called Shogun Assassin, which I looked up and thinking, that sounds cool. What is what is that <laughs> film? Um, I do actually have... Um, it's part of a set, but it's like an amalgamation, amalgamation of two different films from this these Japanese movies called Lone Wolf and Cub. But I think it's like a Americanized dubbed version because obviously when they were watching it, you could hear like there were English voices yeah. on it rather than just Japanese, which I can't even for a child that would be like, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes yeah. it can be like that for yeah. me, and I'm not a child. Yeah. But um. Bill says, oh, that's too long. And I think, and in my head, I'm thinking, like, was it like two hours, three hours? Or going on four, like, um, seven samurai or something? Yeah. Well, it's, it's only an hour and a half. That's it's not like, long. That's not that's, long at all. It's a good film range for yeah, me. Yeah. But I guess it's long if you stood there waiting to kill somebody. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. What am I going to do for that time? I like the time. Just get, like, an episode of something up. But then to go to sleep, is that really yeah. a bedtime worthy if you're meant to be going to sleep? straight away and probably not but I do think that's like a lovely scene where she's tucking her in and she's finally becoming a mum yeah and looking after her and yeah stumbled up watching it yeah yeah nice Mm -hmm. to have that bond with the child in the future for us yeah she's gonna love you yeah she'll hate me because I'll be like the do you want to watch The Shining (laughs) Paul no (laughs) (laughs) Jurassic Park then yeah 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 you have to bear in mind she's Going to be a mixture of me and you, yeah. or he is going to be a mixture of, yeah. or they, should I say. <laughs> so one of them might have my wimpy traits. Yeah, obviously. And Paul's like, no, no, <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> but a nice aspect of that as well, when she, she um, oh, the, the girl, sorry, she's called Baby. Baby? Baby. 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 A BB gun. Like a BB gun, yeah. yeah. Um, she... Uh, B leaves a necklace on the side. I think it's almost like a precaution, just in case I don't come out of this alive. You've got something to remember of me by. I'm so surprised though by this because it's like they clearly love one another still, and it's like why can't you just live harmoniously together? Mm. Like she's looking upset about it, and he truth drugs her, wanting to know why she left. Mm. So clearly, there's a connection there. Yeah, it's a love hate. Mm. Clearly, and obviously, a lot of hate for her in, in an obvious way of like, well, you just, you literally tried to kill me. You overreacted when yeah. he, you learnt the news. She kind of just that, like, almost leans in towards him, like, like what, what did you say, bastard? Yeah, yeah. I overreacted. You knew you killed me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even begin to cover it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it shows what you can do when you're in love, I guess, and blindsided. Yeah. I do think they generally love one another. And it's oh, quite yeah, sad yeah. that they have to fight it out. Yeah. It's like, why can't you just be a little family? But it kind of is established with Beatrice where she says, when she realises she's a mum, that's all she cares about. 
like initially she all she cared about was Bill, like he to please him and be with him. Yeah, but yeah. once a child was on the way, yeah, she, her priorities changed, and yeah, she yeah. didn't want yeah. to. Yeah, and the the, the fact that her baby, well, she learned about the baby. She was going to be assassinated by someone else, and it's like, no, wait, just a second. You've checked that pregnancy test. I'm pregnant, and like, oh, I don't believe you, type of mm-hmm. thing. But then it's like, no, you. At any point, you like, you you'd be right, right to kill me. But at this moment, I've just learned this information, and now I'm going to be a mother. So, kind of leave me be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's really what her main thing is that yeah. she she wants to be. A, a mum, yeah. It's I guess one the most very important the the most important job yeah. a person can be for a mother anyway to be a, a female to be her mother and a, a a male to be a father. Yeah, and I do think to be fair for for Beatrice, it's she ran away so that she her daughter would be safe. But Bill, bless him, thought she was dead and he mourned over her. So no wonder he was a bit pissed off. Like she didn't come back after a mission at all to explain it to him and tell him why. Yeah. She just flit off, flit off and then he's marrying this random person and she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I could kind of understand, like, I thought we had something going on here. Mm-hmm. And be a bit miffed, but maybe not to the level that he was. Mm-hmm. No. So, this obviously, the, the final confrontation, really, with the, the two of them. I thought and, it was going to be a massive sword fight. But... In a way, it kind of comes around in the most the most simplest way, but an effective way of the five sorry five finger something <laughs> the five point palm exploding heart technique. I'm gonna do it to you now. Do, 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 do. Boom. I hope not. <laughs> it did. It did look really funny actually. The way she just looked like she was tap dancing with her fingers yeah, yeah, yeah. on his chest. Yeah, and he was shocked because he wasn't even taught that by Pyme. So. It's almost like a surprise thing for that because it's. I think that's in a way that's probably the most poetic way it could happen to him because he broke her heart, so she's breaking his literally by doing that. And you know he's got five steps before <laughs> that happens. It's like it'd be interesting to know, like if he just sat there in the chair that he was in for the rest of his life, would he be able to survive? Technically. Well. Possibly, I think so. But Just, would he would he starve if nobody well, if, fed him? If someone brought food, yeah, to him, I think so. A drink and a pot to piss in, then yeah, yes, you could have eat. a commode and just pee. Yeah, be boring life, but be alive. Uh, be alive is better than being dead. Yeah, but yeah, and then obviously he stands up, and she's well, I mean, she's literally physically wanting to cry, like the fact that he's dying, mm-hmm. which is like, well, you just killed him, so why are you crying? But she she felt she had to do it because she knew that it was either him or her. Yeah. And he yeah. owed her that much, you know, she took essentially a child from in from her for four, four years. Yeah. It had been longer. And, and she's, she's gone through a hell of a lot. Yeah. Because of it. Because of that, so. Yeah. Um, and then make it a way... To a motel and then story ends and you get the credits. Well, no, you get this weird and not weird thing where her hair is one minute shorter than the other. Yeah, you did point that out, and I'm thinking. Huh? Yeah, so she walks out that. with Bibi, and her hair's like to a shoulder length. Mm. Then she's crying, laughing in the bathroom that like she's successfully killed Bill, and you know she's yeah. got no enemies or anything like yeah. that. 
And then she comes and hugs BB on the bed and her hair is like underneath, like over her shoulder. It's like, wait a minute. And it did, it did say like the mm. next day. Yeah. It wasn't like it was like... Three months later. No, yeah. that you could kind of justify it. Something in hmm, continuing error there. Mm. And you had to fast for... Fast, fast, rewind. Rewind to check. Yeah. And you were all right, wasn't it? Yeah, you were right. Yeah, so good spot on that one. Thank you. Pat yeah. my head. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, because obviously then it carries on with the criticisms, they're driving away and you see her. And then she got back the short hair back. So it's like, huh, okay. <laughs> Weird that the... Was that, but yeah, these things happen, I suppose. With the with I'd the have gone issue. if I were her, I've got the wrong length of hair. Yeah, they'd be yeah. like, Oh, but, no, no, but, no, no, it's but yeah, I know. well, I did, yeah. yeah, So that's the whole bloody affair. As uh, the <laughs> that's like I say, that's what the, the film is being called as if you were to watch the in the entirety, which I think has been like a cut basically, where it's just the hope there's no. I don't know how it worked with the credits, actually. You know, obviously, after the mm. first one ends, whatever. In a way. But, um, yeah. So, I hope that was an enjoyable ride. And It was, even though it was long, which, you know, what's so like. I'm like, no, but, I don't like a long film, but, but... But you felt it was benefited to split it up in that way. Like, yeah. it actually had a point where it's like, right, that's a cut-off point, and we'll come back to this, like, another day. Yeah. And think over what you've seen, and then, like, refreshed, and be like, I'm ready for the next bit now. Definitely, yeah. and I think... The two different films. In their own right in yeah. instances. Yeah. And I think if you were trying to cram it all the aspects into one film like and shortened it mm. like into three hours or two hours and something, it wouldn't there wouldn't be enough time to develop the characters and everything like that. So it's it is a smart move to have done it the way it is, but No, definitely, and you get your character development, you get the artistic values, you get all of these music elements. Yeah, fantastic. Within it. Yeah. Yeah. So, is it? It's you. Me. Yeah. So, are we do? So, are you doing it in each individually, or I'll, just the whole experience? I'm gonna do them each individually, but I'm gonna compare and explain why. Okay. Yeah. They're that way. If mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, sure. So I'll start with volume one initially. Mm-hmm. Volume one is my favorite out of the two. Mm-hmm. I just think, biasly, it's more Japanese orientated. You've got that brilliant anime scene. You've got the fighting element with the samurai sword. And you're kind of building Beatrice's character up. But still, there's so many unanswered questions which you get in Volume 2. Volume 2, I think, is a bit more... The, the fighting's not there as, as much. For, for the title being Kill Bill... Yeah, that's what she does, but the actual fight scenes aren't as intense and epic, epic. Yeah. compared to Volume 1. The storyline is, is there, but it's not as strong, and I don't think the characteristics of like the anime or the lighting is not as... Focused in that one, no. Yeah. I get what, you, I get what you're saying. It's more dialogue-driven in the second Which half. I can't believe I'm complaining about, because I know yeah. I love dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like I've seen something that's really artistic and a brilliant piece of work, and then volume two is brilliant in its own right, but if you had to compare the two, one one mm-hmm. shines stronger. Stronger. Okay. Yeah. So for number one, mm-hmm. it's I love seeing Paul's face when I do this. Mm-hmm. A ten. I wasn't surprised this time. No, you weren't. No, which is disappointed. <laughs> it's like I felt like I said a ten, and then you just didn't do anything. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like whoa. No. I think volume 
two probably sits at a strong like 8.5 for me. Okay. I think, to be fair. I do enjoy the elements of it, but there's a bit more gruesome with the eyeball and the squishing of... I was going to give it a nine and I thought, no, because it doesn't even do... Does it flip black and white a bit? I don't, I don't think it does. No, it, it just went in the church. Obviously, yeah, that, but that's not almost like, like a flashback, isn't it? Essentially, because that's from the same point where. Not as much though. Apart from that, it was like. No, it's not as many clever no. elements with with like going through that all. And I think that's what I missed because I'd seen that in number one. Yeah. I really wanted that, and that's what makes number one a ten. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Over to you. Yeah. So, the whole experience is if you were to. I'd say it's still a ten if yeah, you put them overall. all together. Yeah, yeah. Overall, yeah. But number one. Makes it yeah, the 10. Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm fairly similar with just scoring. The first one is definitely a 10. Woo! No, no question really. There's, there's more to enjoy this time <laughs> from the Japanese element, especially really as a bit more of knowing the culture a little bit better and everything. And, and that helps particularly. Um, and say like the anime section is just mwah, <laughs> to that <laughs> really adds something to that something fresh. I didn't expect you to do that. <laughs> the yeah, the, the the second one is a bit of a letdown in comparison. Really, not to say it's bad because it's got still got some good elements mm-hmm. to it. The dialogue is what drives it more in this one. Yeah, and I say like. Particularly more the back end when it's when Beatrice realizes she's got the daughter and everything. That's quite a nice sentimental. Yeah, it is. Turn of events really, and seeing that is is really sweet. But I think I would put it say nine. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking of nine point five, but I thought maybe nine's 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 still good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and the whole experience is still a ten. Yeah. Really. So I was thinking like to myself because I that it's 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 definitely seeming like this is probably one of its second running for top spot of favourite Tarantino film. Pulp fiction uh, at the top. No. No? No it's not. We haven't covered favourite Tarantino film. Why? Because we're doing it sequentially. That's okay. why. That, okay. That's, that's why. Yeah, no. Why are you no. making me watch all no, of them and no, not watch your favourite? No, that's, remember, that's why we're doing. We've done Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, in the order of of, of his filmography. Really, what do you like? Can I, I even to... know the name, or am I not allowed to even know the name of it? Um, no, I'll leave it. Leave it for now. <laughs> leave it because in suspense. I'm, I'm sure I've probably mentioned the name before, but I'll leave it for time being. So yeah, there we go. Um, glad you've enjoyed it. Another ten in the bank, mm-hmm. essentially for the first part, at least. Yeah. Yep. Getting a lot of tens this year. Being generous. <laughs> no, I think I'm just actually realizing the love of film. Yeah. We also just just to put this in there. We watched another good film which we haven't reviewed, which we just put on, and I really enjoyed it. And it was an anime. So if anyone does like anime or anything like that, on the back of this, I just have to say because we watched it last night. Bell. Bell. Yep. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's kind of a, an adaptation of Beauty and the Beast, but oh my god, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I highly recommend checking that one out. It's like in a cyber modern tech mm. universe, 
really, where it's like uh, Belle is the avatar of this girl who's gone through some some trauma, really, and uh, this beast has also gone through similar kind of modern trauma. So it's 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 good solid story. Yeah, yeah, it's with... really gripping, and for an anime, it's a good lesson within there, and kind of gives you good morals. Also, it's not just one of those animes which is like, oh, it's pretty, put it on, and then Sophie falls asleep. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's quite yeah, gripping. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't, because you normally you do that. You have a tendency to With animes. Sub, subdue, like, oh, this is nice, and then... So nice! <laughs> like, background noise for you, but... Yeah. yeah. No, it's really good. So, if you can get your hands on it and have a watch, mm-hmm. I would. Yep. So, thank you very much for listening to this episode, and if you would like to check out some of our other episodes you can do so on apple podcasts spotify podbean and wherever else you might get your podcasts from so if you haven't already you can follow us on social media so we're on twitter tiktok instagram under the handle sp underscore film viewers and lastly if you would like to leave us a five star review you can do so over on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, and wherever else they do the scoring system. So any kind words or any reviews or anything like that would be truly appreciated. Obviously, we are getting up to the run of our big day. So we are very much planning and, well, I'll say Paul's planning. I'm not doing enough all um, of film reviews (laughs) and everything. You're doing other planning. Yeah. I, I'm doing the other plan. I'm doing the hard plan. Yeah, yeah, sure. Paul's doing the podcast planning. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw a wedding. Yes, that's in the thing. We've got a schedule now of what we want to cover before we take a short interim break. Yeah. For the honeymoon and everything. So, yep. So, look forward to getting into those films with you. I think we've got some some solid picks, I'd say. I think actually we've worked out better probably than us winging it, which we normally do. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, also, sometimes I like to do that. It's like, oh, something's come out this week, or there's yeah. it's in in celebration of da 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 that we'll put this on. Yeah, yeah, and but that's good if yeah, we can. Can but yeah, you need to be like a bit more like yeah. Just... Also, we need the smallest violin for you for the fact that you're crying over the fact that you only get two Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Although I think in in some regards we've kind of covered a few like like silence of the lambs yeah was kind yeah, of yeah. one didn't do that with uh, christmas films though did you <laughs> no 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 but yeah you you'll be happy this year we get a full one of them this time don't we yeah so it's your damn straight we do <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well once we come to that we'll, we'll see what's in store so, <laughs> thank you very much for listening once again and we will speak to you next time speak to you next time Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.